Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede Podcast. I'm Billy Embody. Thanks for listening to another edition as we move on to SMU Tulsa. As the Mustangs look to get some revenge against the Golden Hurricane this week. Last year, everybody knows that Tulsa kept SMU from bowl eligibility with their win at home in the regular season finale. This year, SMU brings in a very different football team, ranked in the top 25 for the first time since 1986, and looking to continue to stay undefeated. They're 5-0 right now, and SMU will take on Tulsa at 6.30 Central on ESPNU in Gerald J. Ford Stadium on Saturday night. We'll talk a little bit more about Tulsa later in the week in our preview of the game, but right now I want to react a little bit to the news that SMU is ranked in the top 25. From just watching on Twitter and seeing so many people talk about the the job that Sonny Dykes has done with this program and and Texas fans being happy for Shane Bouchelle or um, the Pony Up Dallas movement, the mayor of Dallas being so behind the city. This is This is just getting going, and that's my opinion. I mean, this is... People recognize the work that the staff has put in, that the players have put in, and where this program stands right now. And and there's a buzz about it. There, there's no question. And it, it doesn't just come from inside the city of Dallas. And when you followed that game on Twitter on Saturday as SMU just blew out USF, people were taking notice. People were taking notice. Not that Charlie Strong so much was, was having a, a – Basically, his team was having a total breakdown, but SMU was was just being so dominant and on its way to a top 25 bid. And and you can tell that voters in the AP really paid attention to what happened against USF because obviously getting ranked at number 24 above Texas A&M, who once again looked shaky in their close win over Arkansas, the voters gave SMU a lot of credit in the way they performed and then took their foot off the gas and, and you can tell they're getting their due. And, and people were you know looking at, okay, how is this all going to play out? Is SMU going to be snubbed kind of from the top 25? I, I, I thought the, the voters did a great job. I think SMU is well-ranked where they are. They're not really going to get a chance to, to kind of make, make another, I think, splash in the, in the poll until, until um, they take on uh, – Temple, Uh, but this weekend against Tulsa, they've got to take care of business without a doubt, Um, and 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 be able to go into the bye week, reset, recharge, refocus, and not go into a bye week having a letdown. I think that's it's critical for SMU uh, to 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 have a strong showing, to take care of business, like I said, and and avenge a loss to Tulsa last year that really stuck with this team throughout the offseason. SMU's two touchdown favorites against Tulsa. They remain also perfect on the year against the spread, which is really impressive. One of four teams perfect against the spread this season in college football. So as they say, good teams win, great teams cover. Now, SMU going forward, there wasn't there for me going back and watching the game against USF again, there wasn't that much to correct off of this one there really wasn't you saw Russell Roberts miss an extra point that's not great they 
had that first drive that they weren't looking so great. They went three and out to open the game. But other than that, when you take that game for what it was, which was SMU getting up big, kind of letting its foot off, foot off the gas in the second half, but mainly that happened with the backups in. I, I don't think the offense played as clean as they wanted to when they were out there in the second half. And then Sonny Dykes pulled them all. But overall, I mean, that was as dominant as I've seen an SMU team in, in quite some time against a legitimate opponent. It's an it's a USF team that, that has talent. They're right behind SMU on the 24-7 sports team composite, uh, 24-7 sports composite team talent ranking uh, in the AAC. So it wasn't like SMU was going up a, up against kind of like a hapless USF team that isn't talented. They have talent. They're just obviously in a, in a real bad place in the program right now. But SMU was just so dominant. So I think that stood out to me the most was just how dominant Sonny Dykes and his staff had the team ready to go. They get rewarded with a top 25 ranking, and um, we'll see kind of how they how they go um, moving forward in, in the season. But They've got a great opportunity to, to move to 6-0, to, to get bowl eligibility, and then go into a bye week and just say, okay, we've accomplished bowl eligibility. We don't have to worry about that anymore. We got over Tulsa. Now it's, again, time to go, like like they're going to say, ad nauseum the rest of the year, 1-0 every week. And from there, it just becomes a, a, a six-game season where you've got to go, again, 1-0 every week. But it's against teams where you've, you have to take some confidence in. There's not really that many storylines going into these games. They're they're done with the, okay, beat TCU, take back the iron skillet, do this, do that. Now it's just, okay, now we've got to play Temple at home. Then we've got to play play Houston on the road in a, in a short week. Then we've got to do this. Then we've got to do that. It's just kind of a checklist game, a, a, a game of, of you know checking things off your list. And, and so that's why this game is cr- more critical more than anything. It's not just a, okay, beat a team you're two, t- uh, two touchdown favored by. You got to get over the whole SMU Tulsa thing from last year. You can't be trying too hard. You've got to stick to your plan. But then you can ride into a bye week, refocus, get back to even more fundamental work, which the staff does a great job of the players, and and go from there as, as you enter the second half of your season. So... We'll, again, we'll touch more on Tulsa and how they match up with SMU later this week on the on the podcast, but did want to share those those thoughts on the ranking, what this game means for, for SMU, and, and kind of where things stand. So with that, we're going to take a quick break from the Pony Stampede podcast. We're going to touch on uh, a bevy of topics on the other side of the podcast, and um, we'll be right back after this. Welcome back to the Pony Stampede podcast. A quick reminder to leave us a rating, a review, and hit that subscribe button on the Pony Stampede podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. We appreciate you guys. Sonny Dykes and Demerick Gary met with the media on Monday night to recap the USF game, being ranked, all of those things. A couple things I, I do want to touch on. Demerick Gary talked about Randall Joyner and and I did a story on Randall Joyner and, and AJ Ricker so it was kind of funny that Demrick was who they brought on on Monday night and and um he got to sound off on on Randall Joyner and kind of how how things have been going he just said look while they've helped us so much on, on the field and and things like that it's really the off the field 
stuff that 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 he helps with. He's young. He's you know able to relate and all those things. And I thought that was interesting because I think it's an underrated part of this staff that we're starting to to kind of see is a I think how close they are with the players and and b that impacting them on the field because I think when you look back at kind of Brett Dearson being on staff he was a hard nosed defensive line coach and and that's I think what they needed at the time. Now, with the talent and the depth and the veterans that they have in that group, I think Randall Joyner and Blake Brockmeyer and Stefan McClure and Sonny talked about this in the story that I wrote, just are working well together. They have them playing very confident. They're playing loose. I mean, Demerick, when when we talked with him Monday night, he said, look, the the whole, you know, celebrating sacks and, and, and the competition among the defensive lineman with getting sacks, when we celebrate, that's how we celebrate in practice, that we practice to be this dominant, this good. And and we show that when, when we do get sacks and we do get tackles for loss and all of that. So I think they're playing really loose. And, and for that group, I mean, we when we go back and we watch the Arkansas State game and they didn't get as much pressure as they would like, but they did impact the game at key parts of the game. Last play of the first half and second half, for example, getting sacks, getting pressure, that was uh, those were critical plays in the game. And now they're now that they're getting into conference play, they're getting into their groove of their rotation and all of that. We saw with the ten sacks against USF, just the the culmination of that. So I thought Demerick was very good on Monday night. He he's the epitome of the culture that they've they put in place. He's a uh, obviously very impressive going into his or in his final year at SMU right now but just buying into the whole idea of look we got to control we can can control he was asked about the crowds that they're expecting for for Tulsa and he said basically long story short we don't really care it'd be great if it'd be great if they were there but that's not in our control that's not what we can control and and so we just got to go play football and and see how it goes on the field so I was very impressed with Demerick on on Monday night when they brought him to Sonny Dykes' radio show to talk with the media. Sonny Dykes also talked a little bit more on the uh, on the radio show. One funny moment that I thought was was interesting was at the end of the show they did that they were doing towards the end of the show they're doing more of the question and answer and somebody brought up uh, Kate Dykes and if you've seen the video she was leading the chant uh, or the fight song on the. in the stands at the end of the game uh, against TCU. And she was kind of going, she was going all in. And, and uh, from just, if you've seen Kate Dykes at a SMU game, she's very much into it. But Sonny shared that they, I believe when they were at Texas tech lost a bowl game or they lost big or something like that. And he, he said, quote, she didn't talk to me for a month. So I thought that was really funny. Kind of giving you a little bit of side of the, 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 the Dykes family and just kind of, how they've bought in to, to be in here at SMU. And, and when somebody brought up on our board earlier this week after the win, well, what does SMU have to do to keep Sunny Dykes here? And what are they, you know, what, what's the issue or, or what's going to be the contract like and, and all of that? It, it's about so much more for them being at SMU, if that makes sense to, to anyone. They've got, they're still getting paid by Cal, which is why his salary is a little bit less than what, what, SMU's coaches normally make 
It's allowed them to hire great coordinators. And now with the success that they're having, when the time is right for that extension, for that raise, when all that, when that um, buyout stops, they can just, they'll have earned the right to, to get that extra money. And we saw when Chad Morris was being courted, SMU was willing to step up its contract for its head coach. So I'm not worried about any of that. But for, for Sonny and, and Kate, they've just bought into the idea of this is their this is their stop. Like this is the fit that they want. They walk the kids to school. If they're here long enough, you know, with the success, because I don't think Sonny Dykes is going anywhere. Their kids are going to go to Highland Park. They love where they live. They love the idea of being in Dallas. And so much of the success that they've had at SMU is based on Sonny Dykes being in Texas and being in Dallas. So why go anywhere else? Somebody brought up, you know, this school, that school. Well, the model doesn't really work elsewhere. And Sonny, I think, recognizes that. And I do think he loves being at SMU. So um, I, I did think that was just an interesting story that Sonny shared. It shows you a little bit more into the Dykes family and then also just kind of shows how much they bought into being at SMU. So it's refreshing. It, it was really uh, cool. So if you haven't seen it, go towards the end of the show. We posted the the Facebook video uh, feed of It's Always Sunny on the Hilltop on our message board. You can watch it on there and and kind of scroll to the Ask the Coach question. It's, it's about three quarters of the way through. Now, uh, on the field, SMU, uh, there were a few injuries. Richard Moore and, and Kedrick James out for the season. Those are the new ones. Uh, that we reported on Saturday. Judah Bell was out for the game against USF, but he's going to return, Sonny said on Monday night, for the Tulsa game. Will Brown was nicked up from his run uh, that he had against TCU, and and so they're going to continue to monitor him. But he did praise Terrence Gibson and the work that he's done so far while being on campus. And look, we've reported, reported it on the site. I think if you're looking for how the quarterback position is going to play out this year, Will Brown's going to redshirt, and, and Terrence Gibson's also going to redshirt, and that's kind of how it's going to go, um, at least how they would like it to go. So that's why you've seen Terrence Gibson, Will Brown now a little nicked up, so he didn't dress for the game. But I do want to highlight Richard McBride because he stepped in and he had another high tackle performance. I know he struggles at times in coverage, especially against running backs that he gets matched up on at times, but he's been very productive in the past two games. He's been critical to SMU winning against TCU, against USF, and and just overall. I mean, he's he's taken a good deal of snaps uh, from Richard Moore when Richard Moore was, was, was healthy and playing. Now, for McBride, I think it, his veteran presence, having played in an SEC title game, having been ranked, along with Shane Bouchelle and Brandon Stevens, which I touched on in a story this morning, those guys are going to kind of settle guys down and, and say, look, this is this is natural. I, I think Rhett Lashley is going to be able to share some stories from his time at Auburn when when they were ranked and obviously went to a national championship with Cam Newton. Uh, there are there are other guys that have that have uh, um, that have been around um winning programs uh, some of the coaches that have been on TCU you know on TCU staff or 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 whatnot so SMU right now has to navigate that success and the easiest way to do that is is like Demerick said to keep doing you know just doing what they have to do and seeing what the score ends up being at the end of the game and and that commitment to kind of just staying the path going one to know um 
and and just trying to stay the course and keep doing what they're doing and, and get better and, and raise their game. So with that, guys, we're going to put a wrap on this edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. We're going to preview the Tulsa game later in the week. We're going to update you guys on some of the recruiting visitors expected in for the Tulsa game. We'll see what it's uh, going to be like as SMU will host a home game for the first time as a ranked team since 1986. Impressive uh, start for the season for SMU, and we will see how things go if they can go ahead and get that win and move to bowl eligibility over Tulsa on Saturday at 6.30. So stick with us later in the week for more on the Pony Stampede podcast. A quick reminder, though, to subscribe to PonyStampede.com. Guys, can't thank everybody for subscribing enough. We're at an all-time high of subscriptions. People are loving uh, at least what we're bringing, so we're trying to give you more and more and more uh, as we can on on the Mustangs as they continue to uh, run through this unbeaten season so far. But tell a friend about PonyStampede.com. We appreciate all you guys supporting the site with your subscription. So with that, have a great rest of the week, and we will talk to you guys later.